guys. Accepting criticism. First thing on your mind. Do you like it? Do you do it? It's like bittersweet. Do yeah. you do it? It depends on who it's coming from, I guess. Okay. Yeah. That if I if I take value in that person's like relationship with me, I'll take it. Okay. Yeah. Like if they walk the walk and. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, if they have some sort of credibility. Okay. Yeah. Sure. It takes me a long time to accept it. Usually I'm very much in denial and all that. It takes me uh, maybe a few days and stuff to kind of just... Like what specifically? Last time somebody gave you some criticism. What was it? <laughs> all right. Um, so I was staff at Coachella and this guy hooked me up and... After, I was not very passionate about, you know, dealing with people and just, you know, telling everyone what is on the board. Like, people are fucking on drugs and stuff and they can't even read a board. It's just <laughs> annoying. And so I was not very, very enthusiastic about it and they kept on telling me, hey, okay, you got to put in more and all that. And I was booked for both the weekends of Coachella, so I went to the first weekend. And I was expecting to go back second weekend. So after I came back the first weekend, they called me. They're like, sorry, we can't take you in for the second weekend. Uh, your work ethic and your enthusiasm did not show up. Oh, my gosh. And, Shit. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, what specifically? And they gave me a detailed like, critical criticism and feedback. And I'm like, I guess, yeah. But you treat us like slaves, so I don't know. Damn. I don't know. So. I mean, that makes sense. But No, but, but maybe it's just me because everyone else was very much enthusiastic it was just me I don't know so I know when I worked there I was like motivated by the $500 deposit they had I don't want <laughs> yeah. to lose that you know yeah so I, I was just doing enough to get the $500 deposit back but not putting way too much extra into it wait what kind of deposit did they make you put to work I don't understand. So you had to give them $500 and then if you worked like if you worked up to their standards you get it back if not they keep it right because that's what, what the ticket is for oh okay right? okay okay Gotcha. So you got to go for free if you worked enough. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So you're technically, you're volunteering, really. Yeah. Okay, yeah. makes sense. And some people, what they do is, like, once they get the entrance, like, the ban and all that, they just ghost them, you know. Oh. Mm-hmm. So that's gotcha. why they want to keep the deposit, so they can... Gotcha, gotcha. If you didn't show up for work or something. So, yeah. So you you're not an enthusiastic person. You suck. <laughs> <laughs> Given the kind of work that I was doing, it was just annoying. In I don't know. He he has worked there too, and the leader was not a really good leader itself. The owner or the founder it was just very crappy and like tre- would treat you like slave basically. Yeah, and he was a dick. Yeah. Yeah. So it felt like I wasn't he because I'm doing a favor. I'm volunteering there, but he sees that. He's doing us a favor just because he gave us a free entrance into the thing. So, yeah. and yeah, so kind of. I don't know. Yeah, I guess it depends how you look at it. Yeah, and I'm, there's a lot of people who would like love that opportunity to go for free. Yeah, people look for that a lot. Yeah, I mean, I'm not big into uh, music festivals, but for me, it was the first time I liked it. But it wasn't that big of a deal for me that I would be paying six hundred dollars or a thousand dollars just to go for three days and shot on top of my lungs with like 80,000 people in the same venue and not being able to breathe. So, I don't know. I'm, maybe if Michael is playing, maybe I'll go. <laughs> Table for six at Coachella. Yeah, 2022. Yeah, that's the goal. He plays in a band, so. 
But yeah, so that was one of the things. So it was very hard for me to accept that criticism. But after a week, I kind of talked to other people who went there, and you know, it felt like yeah, I was lacking a bit of uh, motivation. I couldn't sh- put a maybe um, you know try to push myself just a little bit, but I did not. So yeah. Okay. What about you, Harry? What's the question? How are you with ex- uh, accepting criticism? How do you take feedback? So it depends, like, the intention behind it, uh, kind of like what, you know, what you said, too, uh, like, who it's coming from and why it's coming, you know, if it's just random, then it's like, okay, what are you, why are you telling me this, but if it's, like, your friend who, like, is honestly trying to help you improve yourself, then for sure, you know, I'll, I'll listen to it, think about it, and, like, try to implement it or change whatever needs to be changed. Okay. But, you know, sometimes it's just, like, hate, right? Like, someone's like, oh, right. I don't like your shirt. Yeah. You yeah, know? totally. Yeah. So, okay. It's like whatever. <laughs> I, I guess, personally for me, I'm the type of person that when somebody gives me some feedback, I I think it through no matter what it is, no matter who it's coming from, because there's got to be some reason why this person said it. I evaluate it. Like, is it ridiculous? And if it is, I'm not going to listen to it. Like, But if it's not, if there's some truth behind it or some, if there's something that I could learn from it, then I... You know, I go for it. If my shirt is ugly, thank you for telling me. Mm. I was about to step outside. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> that's just, I don't know. That's just me. That's how I stay grounded. You know, I used to be like, and I kind of am like kind of high-headed. Sometimes I think a lot of what I do is the right way. I actually, and when it comes to like small stuff like shirts, I feel like it's insignificant. I'll give someone a chance. But when it comes to someone... Um, you know, going against my belief system, my values, that's where I feel like I put up my, my walls. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, bring out everything I've learned and I try to start educating them and all that. Yep. So that's a reaction to the feedback yep. for me personally. But at the same time, like, you know, um, if you thought about every criticism and didn't change it, like, you know, like really took it to heart... Like, you wouldn't be any different. You would just be going with the crowd, right? Like, there was some right. major game-changers... In our world, like Elon Musk, you know, like yeah. Mark Zuckerberg, they got so much criticism for what they started, right? What mm-hmm. they started doing, and like, friggin' uh, Zuckerberg dropped out of college. Mm-hmm. You know, and people probably told him not to do that, but now he's, re- you know, billionaire. So yeah. it's like, had he listened to them, taken it to heart, maybe he would have never started Facebook. I like to think about how maybe past like 2000s, 2010, 2000, like even until now, like, this era we're living in has put going against the crowd on a pedestal, you know, trying to be unique. Because I, I think, just think about the amount, amount of people who justified them dropping out of college because they saw Mark Zuckerberg dropping out of college. Mm-hmm. You know, and like, you know, there's a lot of up-and-coming people like Elon Musk, Mark, uh, that went against the popular belief and made something of themselves. I think it, it raised a lot of belief in nobody's mm-hmm. I feel like I'm that yeah I feel like I well even if you go farther back in time like uh look at Henry Ford you know what I mean like okay. he mm-hmm. was asking his uh cause he used to make uh, horse carriages and stuff right uh and he he was asking them like what what do you want like he was asking the, his buyers like what do you want they're like we want a, customers he was asking them what do you want and they're like we want a faster horse carriage right we wouldn't we wouldn't have had cars Right, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have mass-produced cars. Yeah. He just listen to them, but he was like, "Yo, I'm gonna give you something new. Mm-hmm. I'll give you something better." Totally, so. totally. 
right now we're all doing our own unique thing. Um, me, Eric, AK, kind of exiting the adolescence period. I know you're far from it. You're independent. There's something about like leaving the nest where it's it's kind of nerve-wracking adulting because you, you're raised with your parents' ideology and their um, principles and their values and then once you're on your own, you kind of, everything, at least for me, in being 19, 20, 21 now, everything I've, I've learned in my, from my parents has kind of been challenged now that I'm on my own. And it's kind of made me like think, what should I believe in, you know? Not to stray away far from the topic, but like you, t- you spoke about haters. I think sometimes your parents are your haters. Like, you ever experienced that with what you ended up going through? I mean, in front of you guys. <clears throat> I think uh, I think my dad sheds light on that pretty often whenever I go back home. It's like he'll ask me, "Oh, hey, so you know, how's the uh, how's FedEx doing, or how's how's your job?" I'm like, "Oh, it's going good, whatever, whatever." Like, "Oh, you're gonna put the degree to use?" I'm like, "Ah, oh, well, I mean, not really. I I, I decided I want to go a different route after graduating." And, like, he'll never fail to remind me, like, yo, you went to school for this. I mean, what are you doing with it? And it's like, dude, like, we already we already went to my graduation. We already <laughs> celebrated. We already did all that. Like, dude, we're done with that. Like, things change. You know, I get, I got a different interest. I got a different hobby now. You know, True. I want to yeah. brew beer. I want to do it at, for a living, and I, it's my passion. Mm-hmm. And he gets it, you know, fine. But, like, he'll never, like... You'll never miss the opportunity to like push that envelope and be like, yo, dude, like, oh, you went to school for that? It's like, dude, like, no, I get it, but still. Yeah, so definitely, I totally understand that that whole concept of like your parents being these haters. Just on your book. Oh, yeah. I mean, they were raised during a different time, too, so they, they, they take what they know or whatever and try to apply it to your life. But it's like, you know what? At the end of the day, I mean, like, what we we're talking about, you know you'll never really know what's out there if you don't kind of go against, you know, the status quo or what people are saying not to do. Gotcha. Yeah. I experienced the same thing from my, my parents, they're, they both went to UC Davis. My brothers graduated from college and I'm like the youngest sibling technically. And they always kind of just ask me what I'm going to do with my career. What am I going to study? What am I going to focus in and focus on? And like, I do, th- I do think those things are important, and I'm glad they gave me that feedback because I've, I've taken it more seriously. Like, I don't really fool around in college as much as I, I used to. Like I, and, but I do believe they're not up with the times. You know, they're not on a daily, on social media, talk, like listening to um, icons, Gary Vaynerchuk, Ty Lopez, yeah. Patrick Dick David, um, Grant Cardone, who are just in the now. You know, and I think in what we're living in right now, from Gary V's like perspective, is the world of like technology and social media and yeah. influence. How everybody can be an influencer now, and like, you know, the whole college system, it, it's kind of it came and went. I think it's, I think it it worked for our parents, but now that it's it's kind of been a little diluted. It doesn't really work for a lot of people. What people are seeking now are, is experience, um, among other things. You know, character. How are you a cool person? Are you chill? Are you respectable? Do you have integrity? 
Um, so while I, I do accept my parents' criticism, they keep me serious and in check. I feel like I know what's up because I'm listening to the right people, like at least in my opinion, the people right. I want to be in the like, in their position someday. Um, what do you th- What do you think about that, Harry? You're You're how old? Thirty. Twenty nine. Twenty nine. I rounded up. <laughs> okay. So my twenties, man. Um. No, I have a lot to say about that because uh, my story is pretty unique. Um, so, I mean, I don't think our parents are. I can't. I don't think you can call them haters because uh, they do have our best interests in their mind. And, um, but unfortunately, like their their viewpoint, their opinions can be limited, right, based on their knowledge and their experience, right. So, from their perspective, they're giving you the best advice they can, but it may not be the best advice overall. Right. Right. It's a good way to put it. Yeah. So, like, for example, like I'll I'll tell you two examples of like, uh, so when I was graduating high school, um, I got into this really good engineering program at University of Michigan because I grew up in Detroit, and it was like the number three program in the country. Uh, but then I got a full ride to this smaller university, and I was like, well, I'm going to U of M. You know, it's like the best program. All my friends are going there. It's a big school. You know, they got this, all the athletics. They got everything. Well, it was this smaller school. Like, you know, they, their football team's like D3, they're, they're, it's like a commuter school, you know, it's like completely the opposite, right? Uh, but then my parents were like, no, you're going to go where you got a full ride, mm-hmm. right? And at the time, I didn't understand it, I got pissed, and like, I fought it, but you know, I couldn't do anything about it, right? They were paying my bills and whatever, Right. so I ended up going to the smaller school, but I went for free. But I'm so thankful of that, because when I walked out, I didn't have any debt. Right, whereas at U of M, I would have had so much student debt, and that would have been, like, wh- where all my paychecks went, like, most of them and stuff, right, trying okay. to pay that back and stuff. Right. So, that was one thing that my parents, like, really, like, gave me really good advice on, that I would have messed up. Because, like, you know, a degree is a degree at the end of the day. Yeah, some are better than others, but, like, this goes into play of what I do now. So, I became an engineer, worked for three years, got sick of it, because, like, I only got two, three weeks of vacation a year. I wanted to travel... I go to a lot of yoga festivals, I travel, you know, I have friends all over the country that I like seeing, and three weeks doesn't cut it. You know, I love going to music festivals, as we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Three weeks is nothing, you know? Uh, So, I got sick of it, man, and eventually I quit. And I had, like, a a six-figure job, full benefits, everything, you know, it was a really good job. And I was, like, working my way up in my team, I was about to be a team lead soon, at, like, 26, you know? (laughs) So, I was, like, killing the game there. But, like, I wasn't happy. Okay. You know? Okay. So I quit, and my parents were, you know, that you can say they were haters at that time, for sure, <laughs> because they were like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know? And um, in their limited mindset, really, in their limited perspective, in their finite knowledge, they, you know, to them, a 9 to 5 is stability. It's it's a stable income. It's like a good life. You know, you're going to get married. You're going to buy a nice house. You're going to raise a family. Like, the normal life. And I was like, well, I don't want that. Right. You know, I want to be happy. Mm -hmm. I want to go experience the world. I want to go meet people. I want to travel, you know, everything, right? So, they're still against me, man. Like, it's been um, three, four years now since I've been doing my own thing, started my own business with online marketing and stuff. And my dad will still be like, yo, when are you going to go back to engineering? Shit. Yeah. 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 Damn. It doesn't stop very No, fuck. It doesn't stop, man. And then, like, my, my mom will even give me shit, shit about it. Like, she'll be like, yo, you went to school for four or five years to get this degree. 
you're not even using it now. So it's like constant, yeah. man. Constant. So so like now we're, I want to ask like what your opinion is on what you think really will make your parents happy because obviously it, it sounded like it was the status plus the money that you were making that was like wow that made him think I'm really proud of my son. I mean, do they see how happy you are now? Do they see? Do they really know what's what you're going through and what, what's going on in your life? Uh, not like a hundred percent. Okay. But um, I did have like a long talk with my dad like a couple weeks ago, and it was like one of this like he started off with like when are you going back to engineering? Uh huh. And I sat him down and I was like, look, do you want me to be happy or do you want me to be rich? Right. Interesting. And it yeah. was like, yeah, I I would love to be both, and I'm working on being both. Yeah. But it's like, which one would you prefer? Right? Because, like, my dad's the guy that did the traditional thing, and I, I can't say he's the happiest guy in the world. Right? He's, like, the guy that got the job. He got the education. He got the job. He raised a family. But, like, can he say he's 100, 100% uh, happy? I don't know. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen him some uh, at his worst sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. So he he really pondered on that question. You know, he he really it really hit him. And... Um, at the end of the day, he said, yeah, I want you to be happy, but I want you to be successful too, right? Be, be like, able to stand on your own two feet. And I'm like, well, Dad, I'm, I'm already doing that, Dad, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't know. It's like, it's a constant thing. And, like, we had that talk, and I was like, okay, he's good. He won't ask me this again. And then, like, a few days ago, he asked me again, when are you getting a job? <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, yeah, man. So yeah. I want to go back to what you said. When you asked him, like, do you want me to be happy or do you want me to be rich? Uh, is that even, like, a fair metric? Because I don't think anyone is 100% happy and stays 100% happy. Life is life. You know, you're going to have your ups and downs. Like, is that, like, really an option? Like, have, are you, like, how are you happy right now is what I want to ask. And how do you measure that? Like, how happy am I right now? Yeah. Well, I'm in San Diego, so I'm pretty happy. Yeah. Well, San Diego's a great place to be. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> no, that's a that's a given. <laughs> but no, it's like, um, can I say that I'm 100% happy all the time? No, mm-hmm. absolutely not. You know, I have my ups and downs just like everyone else does. But that's where I feel like um, what I'm really passionate about is balance, right? It's okay. funny because I was just talking to my friend about this where I came from before this. Was like, uh, you have to like be balanced in your life right? And I call it being fit. So you have to be physically fit, right? Okay. So if you're like overweight, not eating good food, you're going to like be feeling shitty all the time, right? Okay. If you don't, so if you're not socially fit, if you don't have people that love you, that okay. are like, if you get a flat tire that will come help you change it or whatever, or like a girl or a guy that you Super love, right? right? Like support, right? right? Like uh, emotional support, right? So physically fit, socially fit, and then uh, mentally fit, right? Like, are you pushing your limits? Are you stepping out of, your, out of your comfort zone, right? Are you trying new things? Mm-hmm. There's, like, so many people in the world that just do the same thing every day, mm-hmm. right? Are you, yeah. like, if you drink Bud Light every day, are you going to try Miller Light today? You know, let's <laughs> see what happens, you know what I mean? Like, just a small little change. People are not even willing to do that, you yeah. know? It's, it'll, it'll amaze you. And so, yeah, be mentally fit. Try new things. Experience new things. Go to a different country. See how they live there, you know? I like that. Constantly challenging your mental capacity, right? Your limits, pushing your limits, uh, and then being uh, financially fit, right? If you're broke and you're stressed about your bills all the time, you're not going to be happy, right? So now if you have a residual income coming in where you can chill and still be paying your bills and you're fine, that leads to happiness. Money's not everything, but it, it it's really 
it's a really good thing to have. It builds comfort. Okay. And the last one is, is I think the most important is being spiritually fit. And I know AK touched about how like I'm into yoga and spirituality, but interesting. Okay. Um, I think like the people, the only people that can say they're 100% happy are like monks and people who meditate a lot. And I I 100% believe that. Like I try to meditate as much as I can. I do yoga and stuff. And that's when I feel the most content, the most peaceful, is after I meditate or I do yoga. Because, like, you know, it's like contentment is what you need. It's like the happiest people don't have the best of everything. They make the best of everything they have. Mm-hmm. So, like, if even if you're, like, a billionaire and you're, you've been looking at yachts, right? Let's say you've been yacht shopping and you bought this billion-dollar mega yacht, right? And it makes you happy for, you know, a few months. The next thing you know, friggin' uh, Jeff Bezos is next door, and he buys like a twice as fast, twice as big yacht. Well, now you're gonna be unhappy because you're like, shit, I spent all this time and energy trying to get this yacht. I was happy for a little bit. Now I, now my neighbor has a bigger yacht, mm-hmm. right? It's like, it's always a thing. Like you, you're like you're never gonna be the the biggest, baddest, best at everything. Never, right? There's always gonna be someone that's better at you at something. Okay. Better than you at something, right? So it's like contentment is key. Okay. Being content with what you have, who you are, who you know, right? Like it's like this is your this is your path, this is your journey in this lifetime. Right? What's beyond? We don't know. We can talk about that, but like contentment is key. And how do you get to contentment? Meditation. So meditation is just a constant reformation of appreciating what you have, uh, recognizing where you're at, um, trusting that Trusting in faith, having faith that where you're at and what you have is going to lead you to something better. So that's part of it. Uh, that like that's not my practice. My practice okay. is mostly just like uh, either chanting something and focusing on it, or focusing on the breath. Okay. Right. So bring your mind to focus. Okay. Because your mind is always you having a million thoughts a second. Right. Right. It's always running around. But when you can focus your mind and tell it to stop, right? When you can control mm. it. Then that's that's you. That's con- so focus is contentment. It can be. I don't right? want to summarize it or like water it down, but yeah, I just want to understand it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's like it's like uh, stopping these thoughts, right? Okay. It's like looking at someone and comparing. What's what's comparison? It's a thought, right? When you when you have your car, whatever it may be, if someone pulls up with a better or nicer car than you. Are you gonna compare? Are you gonna be like, oh, I'm happy that they have that. Okay. Right? Okay. I, I have mine, they have theirs, that's it. Right? There's the, when there's no more thoughts, there's no more unhappiness or happiness. It's just contentment. It's just like, it is what it is. When there's no more thoughts, it's just, you have contentment. It is what it that's is. Interesting. Right? Interesting. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Really insightful. So, let's pull it back a bit, go back to accepting criticism. We went on a little tail there. Uh, I, I mean, do you guys have anything to chime in on? What he said, spirit, like keys to contentment, the balance. I really liked your uh, your fit. Yeah, I really like that. I, I have nothing of value to add to that because that was really good. <laughs> nothing valued. Yeah, that was that was um very insightful. I uh, I definitely resonated with that. I like the the balance portion. I like. I I feel like I'm still pretty young, um, but 
from what I've, like, focused on in my life thus far, I think that the thing that makes me happy is recognizing that I have a balance of everything that I, that I, I value. Like, the friendship and the support, like, just recently did I feel like I have that. Like, living here with all my friends and, like, you know, I mean, we've just gone through a lot. Like, we're going through a lot right now. Like, there's six of us living in this house. And it's uh, funny, it's funny you say that, sorry to interrupt, but because, like, anytime, like, my friends ask me or coworkers are like, oh, yeah, you know, where do you live? Oh, I live here. Oh, you know, who do you live with? Oh, these people. And then, like, you know, I'll brag about one of you guys. Like, oh, yeah, he does this, and then he does this, yeah. and then he does this. And, like, and then they lose count. They're like, wait a minute, how many people you have living there? <laughs> oh, there's six of us. Like, wait, it's, how big is the apartment? And I'll tell them, and I'm like, dude, what the heck? And, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with it because of all of our relationships with each other and our dynamics. Right. And to me, it's normal because it's like, dude, we're fucking tight with each other. Mm-hmm. We're not all the same because we all have different passions, different hobbies, so it makes it easier to mesh with each other. Mm-hmm. Like, Blaine the other night got down with some freaking pulled pork sliders, and that those were dank. And I mm-hmm. think that's how I, that's how we came up in conversation at work because I was telling my coworkers about these dank-ass sliders I had the night before. So it's like, yeah, I can totally relate to that about about things being, you know, balanced and me feeling content with my support system. Yeah, dude. I I love how we have this relationship. Like, every single one of us has a unique relationship with each other. Yeah. It's it's like we're all helping each other become independent and become an adult. And, like, what I want to focus on right now is, like, the kind of advice that I get from each one of you guys and the kind of advice I gave to you guys, and, like, focus on how I don't think you would listen to what I have to say, nor would I listen to you guys, like, had we not have, had, had we not grown this relationship that we do have. Like, earlier today, AK was talking to me about, um, you know, my current situation right now. I work at Jamba Juice, <laughs> and he kn- you can go ahead, open the beer, keep it coming. Ah, uh, yeah. So I currently work at Jamba Juice, and... Um, I told AK how much I worked, and the first thing he, how much I got, my, my pay, and the first thing he, he said was like, bro, like, that's nothing, I get twelve fifty an hour for being a, a manager at, at Jamba Juice, AK probably made like 20, how many, how much, 20 or 25, and, yeah, so. 20, 25 at his internship that he had, like, for one or two years, yeah, and it was, int- like, immediately, my first reaction to this, like, criticism or feedback because, trust me, when you're making 12.50, like, you're ready to justify that. When somebody, like, starts bre- like, <laughs> beating you, I'm like, like, this is not where I want to be, but I'm going to tell you why I, I'm okay with it, you know, because I want to live a life of contentment and balance. It's just what I, I have, you know, i got to work with what I have. And so I'm telling him, you know, I love the job, I feel like it gives me managerial experience, um, yada, yada, yada. And what I really loved about AK is, like, I don't feel like he even, like, took anything that I said, he recognized that I was trying to justify myself, but he was like, but bro, look, like, I, 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 he started, like, comparing himself to me, and he was like, like, I feel like you're, you're better than me, personally, on a, on a lot of, like, levels in life, like, you know, you could lift more weights than me at the gym, (laughs) um, you know, you wake up early, um, you cook your own meals or something like that, just listen, listen, like, it's, it was cool, because I didn't really, like, whoever, who says that, you know, whoever gives you that kind of, like, real advice, like, besides the homie AK, and then the rest of our conversation just turned into, like, him asking me, 
or us talking about like kind of where I see myself going in life and like each time you kind of just added another layer of or asked me a, a question that I really didn't have the answer to like I could have justified like when he asked me well why do you want to major in business psychology because that's what I'm going to start majoring in when I go back to school I came up with my reason you know we all have reasons for the things we're doing now like are they really thought out no but we have we justify we, every, everything we do is justified that's like how we grow our sanity right so I told him, this is why I'm on a major in business psychology. And then he throws throws at me, like, well, why don't you, why don't you do coding or something like that? Like, that's more of a sought-after skill. Like, that's what I got from our conversation. And I told you about music as well. And he told me about music because he sees that I'm really good at music, passionate. And he's just always asking me, well, what about this? What about that? Like, you know, because he sees more in me than I see in myself sometimes. And this whole time, it's like, it's not the most comfortable situation, but, like, I'm enjoying being stimulated, like, in my mind, about really, like, what else I could do, and it's like, all right, like, what do I do with this, like, so I, I think in that moment, I had to decide, am I going to take action or not, because you're opening another door in my mind by this, by giving me this feedback and this criticism, it's perfect, and so I, nowadays, when I receive something like that from other people, that feedback, when it's something constructive like this, pertaining to what I'm doing in my life, Immediately, I'm like, all right, I'm going to forget this, but let me write, so I need to write it down. I need to do something, take action, so I, like, my future self will come back and be like, okay, this is where we left off. This is the action step we took. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I want to follow through with this, because I think he was really onto something. He made me really motivated to change in some way, or, like, grow in some ways. Um, so, I mean, I, like, I don't know. I really appreciate that you, you do that for me, AK. Like, I don't think there's... I mean, the, the main the main reason why I got mad at you know when you told me you, you make twelve fifty is like so like okay we are engineers and we don't stand on our foot and like keep running around and talking to people we have like we work eight hours or nine hours but we literally work uh, work only five hours in that job we are three hours we are uh, sipping coffee or in a boring meeting and just you know basically yawning there or like just sitting there <laughs> and. Like this kind of a job, like drama juice or like service industry, you have to be on your foot all the time and you have to be active all the time. You don't get rest that much. And we engineers like are very easy, cozy in our in a chair and like, you know, <laughs> just sitting there and, you know, we work for maybe an hour but get paid for like three hours. So, so I was like, bro, you, I, he codes as well and I've seen him. He's pretty good. He's just learning. But I'm like, why are you selling yourself short? You are selling your, yourself short. So that was my main idea. You know, that was the way I started the whole conversation, and I kind of wanted you to ponder that. Mm -hmm. I believe you might be confining yourself, or maybe seeing that you are not good enough to do all these things like engineering or logical things because you were not, you don't have fundamentals for it or basics for it. But it's mm -hmm. very easy, kind of a thing. And if you are good enough to get into UCSD, you are good enough to do engineering. That's what I believe. Yeah. Okay. If uh, I'm not saying you should do engineering, but I just don't want you to have a fear of engineering because you have told me that you have like a fear of science and all that shit, you know. So, so that's why I kind of wanted to go there and like maybe you know even go for music if you really mm -hmm. like music, you know, those kind of things. Again, I really appreciate that. Yeah. I, I think the whole conversation was just planting seed after seed after seed mm -hmm. after seed, like. I think that's the best way to transfer criticism or feedback mm -hmm. to another person, just making them recognize and become aware of their current state and where mm -hmm. they could be. Mm -hmm.
best way out. Definitely, yeah. Challenging their limits and, you know, trying to make them better. Especially if it's coming from a genuine place where they want to help you, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes, like, I mean, I, I mean, I can't stress enough to, like, our listeners and people here at the table, like, I feel very fortunate to have, like, a tight community, a tight, like, group of people who I don't have to worry what his um, second agenda is, you know, telling me all these things. A lot of times we we have to lose walls up with people, yeah. you know, that comes from being isolated, choosing not to be with other people or friends, not trusting people. It's like, I mean, it's a, you know, you're falling down the rabbit hole at that point. Uh, I personally had, like, a big problem opening up, talking about what I was going through, how I felt, just because I felt, and this is, like, what I see in a lot of young people, like, 18, I say young, 18, 19, 20-year-olds, because I was one, I was recently there, like, when you grow up and you come to this college, UC San Diego, like, for some reason, you come with a lot of expectations already on, on you, you know, you have to be great, you know, be that, and if you mess up, and you just, you screwed up in life completely. I don't know if it's, like, from what our parents tell us, like, because, like, a lot of it has to do with us figuring out what we want to do for ourselves and then challenging the belief that our parents, like, have for ourselves. That, that's, like, so critical. I, I don't think many people overcome that, you know, because, like, maybe they don't find a community of their own. They don't find, like, somebody, something really to latch on to. And so they just get stuck with somebody else's belief. People are living other people's beliefs. Uh, so this is this leads me to wanting to ask you guys, who do you listen to? Like, who do you look up to? Whose message do you listen to um, to seek guidance and feedback? And, and whether it's from a book or a video, um, <clears throat> who do you listen to for feedback? Uh, these days, like, I spend a lot of my time like reading modern times' blogs and like a lot of their old blog posts and stuff like that. Um, for those of you that don't know, Modern Times is a really popular craft brewery uh, out of San Diego. It's been around for five years. Um, and just spent a lot of time like reading what their owner has written in the past, like what he did, like the challenges he overcame, his um, struggles getting um, uh, financing and backing from like you know venture capitalists and angel investors so reading all his stuff and what he put out and and the struggles he came and getting criticism he used to work for for stone and uh one of the founders of stone told him like yo dude like i know you want to start a brewery but don't do it like stone barely made it out and you know the early 2000s like you shouldn't do it and you know that whole like doing what you love no matter what like vibe that this dude has like that's what I look up to mm. right now at least I mean yeah I've had experiences where other people like have given me criticism or advice and I look up to them but for right now and you know the last few months it's been strictly that okay. like the dude his name is Jacob just listening to like everything he said and reading his posts and you know I, other people that brew beer you know and what they've done and how they've like progressed or whatever, things like that are the things that like I look up to right now, because it it shows me that it's possible. 
Yeah, puts, as, as possible. It puts you in a place where you could tackle what you want to accomplish in a very comfortable way. Yeah. Because it's 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 like the message that you learn from him is you know you're doing what you love like just keep doing what you love what yeah. you love no matter what anybody says. So. Yeah. Exactly. And I see it a lot when I, you know, I get home and I look inside my room and I have this mini fridge underneath my desk with a five-gallon keg inside it, you know, and then this tubing and a CO2 tank and all this stuff, like, it just, it gives me, like, you know, stimulation. It's cool. I feel that. Yeah. Sorry. Um, what was the question again? Who, who, do, you, who do you look up to? Your mentors? Whose feedback and criticism do you uh, almost seek? So, I never really got into this whole, um, like, motivation section, right? Like, Gary Vee, like, um, mm-hmm. who's the, uh, Eric Thomas, right? Like, there's there's so many of them now, right? I never yeah. really got into them. Okay. Because um, I always, like, looked up to my peers, right? Because it was, like, feedback, criticism, and, like, all the stuff from my peers, and seeing if, like someone in similar circumstances that I grew up in, if they could do something, then why can't I, right? Or, like, why not listen okay. to them? Yeah, yeah. So that's what really always resonated with me. And, like, how you're saying you have a really good support system. Like, I've been fortunate enough to have the same thing, right? Nice. Like, I have nice. a handful of friends that I can literally call, like, right now, and they'll be here, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, like, that's amazing. And it, it's very rare, you know? It's yes. very rare to have. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad you really appreciate it, because I know I do. Oh, yeah. And it's, like... It's, like, sometimes, like, for me, uh, personally, like, seeing people that I don't know make it, like, you know how Eric was talking about this craft brewery guy, mm-hmm. like, I don't know if you've ever met him, but, like, I've never met Gary Vee or, like, you know, Eric Thomas or anyone like that, so it's, like, okay, yeah, I, I see that they've done it, but I never met them, and yeah. I don't know what kind of circumstances they they went through, right? It may They may have been worse, they may have been better, I don't know, okay. but, like, if one of my peers makes it, and when my peers is saying, hey, don't do this, do this, it's going to resonate with me so much more. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that personal touch. Well, I mean, the, the, the thing I'll, like, say to counter that is with the amount of content that Gary Vee puts out, it's almost as if you grow to know him, you know. Now, this is assuming you really dive into it and you really are, like, you know, listening with the, with the ear open. That's just been my experience. I'm really trying to figure out who this guy is, like, his ego is the first thing actually that that caught me actually. You know how he's very, like, I'm not gonna like curse on this, but he's very direct with what he believes, and that was just so appealing. Like, no matter if I know him or not, like, I want to know how he got to that level because that character, that trait by itself is just it's so fascinating to me. I want to instill that. Mm-hmm. But you you trust your peers, um, you know, it sounds more comfortable, but it sounds more reliable. Because, I mean, you could probably get instant feedback because they're your homie. You could hit them up. Like, if right. you're trying to venture onto something that they've already accomplished, it's an easier route for you. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to try to read a book that's from some guy who lived a totally different experience than you and kind of figure out how do I relate this to my life. Like, you have your friend to tell you, do this, do this, the whole step along the way. Right, exactly. Yeah, so it's like, I'm fortunate enough to know, know like, a, a big variety of people that mm. do different things. I was going to ask, like, you what know? if you have somebody who, if, what if you don't know anybody who has done what you want to do? That's what I was going to ask, but 
So that's when I, like, that's, like, uh, that's where the spirituality kind of comes in. Like, I kind of just take whatever's given to me, right? It's like, um, I don't know, I I never had the thought of starting a brewery because I didn't know anyone with a brewery. Okay. And, like, I've had brewery beers, I've been to breweries, but it was like, and I was like, oh, that's cool, but it was just like, it was never really a big interest of mine, but it was never even, like, brought to me, right? Okay. Whereas, like, I went to school to be an engineer, mostly because my dad was an engineer, right? And it was just kind of like, it came naturally to me. Like, I was really good at math and science. Like, I studied maybe like an hour before each exam and aced it, because I was good at it, right? So it was like going with the grain against uh, instead of against it. Like, had I wanted to, I could probably have been a, a doctor, a physician or something, but I know I would have taken a lot more effort, because it's not something I'm particularly good at, like memorizing anatomy and physiology and stuff. I'm better at solving problems, right, and doing math and stuff. So okay. that's kind of like the path I've taken is not going against the grain with what, what you're blessed with, what you're given, what you're good at, okay. right, what comes in front of you. Okay. Uh, like, you know, even after I quit uh, my engineering job, it was kind of like, okay, well, what do I do now, right? And I was just kind of patient with it, and I kind of sat on it, and fortunately I had a friend that was into marketing and stuff. And that's how I got into marketing, and he kind of showed me how to do it. I obviously did my own research and took my own, you know, knowledge and stuff like that. But, like, it was just kind of like, okay, well, this is kind of in front of me. Marketing is not maybe my favorite thing to do or something I imagine myself doing. But it was like, well, it's in front of me, so why not, you know? Okay. That makes sense. What if the... So that ties into spirituality? Is there... It's like being content with what you're given, right? Okay. Like, if okay. you're really good at reading, uh, if you can read really fast and understand books really well, but you want to be a mathematician, right? Yeah, you could be a mathematician. You just have to work really hard. Or you can be content that, like, you're okay at math, but you're really good at reading and okay. accept it, right? Accept what you're given and be content with it. Okay, that's just, Okay, I see. I see it now. Just like a basic example, right? It's way more complex than that. <laughs> right. I think, like, after this podcast, I want to ask you more about, like, the spirituality, like, how that, the spirituality, you know, part of you that is obviously helping you, like, to this, to this day, because, I mean, I just, I think it's interesting. You have, you have an extra, like, value there, you have an extra, like, you know, I don't know what to call it, but <laughs> we'll talk about it after. Sure. AK, um, do you want to hear the question again? Yeah. <laughs> Just a question. Like, wh- who do you go to? And I think we asked this mm. in the last podcast. Yeah. Um, who do you go to for um, feedback and criticism? Uh, for feedback, criticism, yeah. Uh, like I told la- in the last podcast, like I try to get mentors or people to look up to role models. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, somehow, and it should hurt you, getting their advice should hurt you. In the sense that... Okay. If you're not taking action on that advice, it's going to hurt you bad. So maybe you are financially into it, maybe you are socially into it, or, you know, because you can get free advice all the time. If you want to get better, you know, lose weight or get muscle, you can do a Google search and you can find 10 pages of teaching exactly how you want to lose weight and, you know, get there. But until it's hurting you, like financially, maybe you have a, a bet placed or, you know, if you're paying some, some coach or some mentor and, you know, it just hurts you consciously that you're paying so much amount of money or pay, putting out so much energy and you are not taking action on that fucking advice. Okay. Um, and 
So I think that's way more important than just taking finding advice because in information age, you can pretty much find advice mm-hmm. anywhere. You can find whatever advice you need, maybe finances or something. You can pick a $15 self-help book if you want to get, you know, good at finances, get good at relationships, talking to people. But what people are lacking is just, yeah. just the pressure. Just the pressure, like how to motivate themselves, you know. Okay. So I believe you need that more than the advi- advice or, you know, the feedback or something because because there's no negative consequence, you know. If you have been a fat fuck for 10 years of your life, you are 300 pounds obese and you are trying to get into a 100 pound body but there's no consequence to you you know if you're not going to the gym four days a week and not eating right there's no consequence it's like okay yeah i messed up what's the worst can happen i'm gonna stay the same how, how bad is it, bad is it to stay the same I so i believe you have to put down a bet or put down some, some kind of negative consequence that is going to pressure you and at the same time have a positive consequence as well like a reward that i'm going to uh, after i reach this checkpoint i'm going to reward myself with this and that being said, I believe you should get mentorship uh, in other areas of your life. You, you don't have to get the world's best, you know. You can even try to find peers or, you know, good friends who are mm-hmm. way better than you, than, you know, than you are. Like for me, I wanted to get a good, good Instagram. And rather than paying some dude $100, I, I just, my first go-to person was Harry, you know. Just texted Harry, hey, hey bro, like... I'm really looking to this, you know, Instagram thing. Can you please teach me? I know you charge people for this, but I don't know. Uh, can you please help me out? And he he generally gave me advice. You know, this is what you have to do. This, but other than that, I realized he gave me this free advice. You know, but I didn't take a lot of action onto it because there's no negative consequence. So I have not been taking a lot of action to it. Interesting. Okay. I promised him, hey bro, I'm gonna post like three pictures. Uh, sorry, three posts uh, per week. I did for one week, and then I did not do it because there was no negative negative consequence, and I accept that that I failed at you know going through my promise. But I realized that that is because there's no negative consequence. Interesting. So I mean, try to find peers who are better better at you what you want to do. Maybe you know it's whatever you want to do, like finances, relationships, uh, bodybuilding, uh, Instagram, spirituality, um, you know anything, coding. Um, any part of your life just you can find people easily and people would want to help you know people who are on the top are people who are craving to help other people out because they know they are going to die with all this all this wisdom and nobody is going to be able to uh, use the wisdom that they have accumulated they have that kind of a fear uh, okay. that if you have accumulated so much amount of wisdom or so much amount of expertise and if you can't translate it into some uh, some student, you know, then it's going to look down bad upon them because they reached a certain level, but they couldn't help anybody reach anywhere close to them. That's know. interesting. Like just think about a dad who's very successful, but he can't help his son or daughter to get the good habits that he has built upon. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. kind of that. So wow. yeah. So I mean, always reach out. Uh, I believe. So in my artificial intelligence uh, thingy, you know, with the work that I do with one of the startups. I was really afraid of reaching out to people and, you know, just asking researchers, hey, I'm looking into this problem and help me out. And my boss asked me, you know, okay, what kind of people you want to talk to? And I told him, yeah, this researcher at this university is really good. I want to talk to them. I emailed them, but they didn't respond or something. Or, you know, uh, I don't think they're going to respond to my email. 
and all that just by saying that to my boss he was like okay actually i know some somebody who is you know head at google and i'm uh, i'll put you on a call next week and he did and got me advice and stuff but just putting uh, putting you know it out there like just saying that you want advice would yeah. really help you a lot like at least it has helped me a lot like when i wanted to get good at pickup like i got serious about it i went to pages facebook pages for half an hour i found this guy and you know we have been really good friends and he has been a good influence on my life you know nice. and i found other guys as well like todd you have met todd mm-hmm. and you know other people as well uh, krishna i have met you know all these other people like if i hadn't gone over this part that hey i'm not really good at this part of my life and i want to improve and you know let me find some people who can help me along this journey some peers who are just mine like a little bit better than me in certain area of life uh, let me get their advice i would have not been where i am right now and I'm, i feel like i'm very content with the growth that i had in the like, last two years so yeah nice If that answers your question thank you for sharing i was going to ask you because i feel like something that keeps people from putting it out there that they don't know something mm-hmm. or they they want to know more mm-hmm. sometimes is that they they're living in denial that they believe they actually do know it all you know so now we're talking about the barriers that keep you from accepting criticism mm-hmm. like your ego your ego yeah could definitely be it sometimes let me answer that one go for it so i know it's going to get sketchy with this answer but so pick up right so oh man so i started out with this thing with simple pick up maybe you know 2 years or 3 years ago and i got really good at this level and got to a plateau where i was really good than my peers and i had more success than my peers and that was kind of in a shape where i had a ego that hey i'm at least better than you know most of my friends or you know best in the thing but i was not really the kind of you know the way socially intuitive that i wanted to get and so i made some money over the summer in my internship and you know i was like you know what i read this a quote by uh one buffet that you know the biggest investment you can do is in yourself so i'm like how can i make my investment so i messaged this guy in la and uh he's a he's a coach and he hey can i get a boot camp i have this much budget and all that after some negotiation he's like okay let's do a boot camp and 6 months after i went to la santa monica traveled alone and all that and you know rented an apartment over there and took the boot camp and i had this ego that because in ucsd i had been so good and because in ucsd to be honest like the the amount of you know uh, fear that you have because of you know physical attribution in terms of the people that I'm attracted to is not a lot so there's not not a lot of fear in UCSD especially if you if I want to go and talk to a certain person you're saying there's not a lot of attractive women in UCSD yeah. let's just let's just come out and say it. it's the truth all right, all right. yeah so just kidding so yeah so so, so I did not I did not get very intimidated by that and I, I had this kind of a ego that you know uh I'm really good and when i went there in santa monica it's like really really like it's another planet and i was like awestruck and uh-huh. he would push me out there and i would not be able to and i would phase out like 
Okay. Like I would literally freeze. He sent me in this uh, one shop, which was like a Victoria's Secret shop or something. <laughs> He's like, if you are a man, go and talk to that girl. You like her, go talk to her. I went before her, you know, like creepily, like slowly and slowly went to her. She's looking at bras and panties and <laughs> like, hey, excuse me. Uh, I, I think you are cute and uh, I just wanted to say hi or something. And she's like, excuse me? She couldn't hear me. And I'm and I'm, you cute. And uh, she's, like, <laughs> she's like, well, are you hitting on me? Get lost, creep. I have a boyfriend. And she literally said that. And that was the worst rejection I had. And, like, employees are looking at me. It was kind of, like, you know. Ooh, embarrassing. And very embarrassing. And that was one of the moments that I realized, you know, this thing that I had in my mind that I'm so good or, you know, or I am so confident or, you know, or something. I am this big shot. I'm not. Mm-hmm. And I need to really improve. And this just, just... A reality check that I had got me really serious about it and it really made me open to listening to that guy the coach itself because earlier I was like yeah bro I can do it you know eye contact I got it body language I got it and then he showed me the footage and all that I'm like oh shit okay I don't know anything I was saying you know I was not implementing what I thought I was implementing you know okay. Okay. I can't maintain eye contact with people I can't uh, maintain a good body language you know or I can come off creepy or like these are like met- methodical things that you don't want to I can't go into right now but uh-huh. it opened my eyes basically and then I got really serious about it I I whatever money I made I you know I tried to uh, distribute it somehow so that my student loans are being paid off I'm making good enough money so I can eat well and you know live a good lifestyle but at the same time I can you know get help and you know because I did not know any peers of mine who were better at this thing than me or who I could look up to. So I got coaches, more coaches, and started taking more and more action. So what was the question? So, so taking yeah. – I mean, I'll just continue mm-hmm. from there. Like, you, you just explained how taking action, mm-hmm. providing proof and evidence for yourself yeah. sometimes snaps you out of – Yeah, it uh, gives you a reality check. gives you a reality check. Yeah. Right, and that's, like I think, the best criticism to accept, the one where you could – you simply flat out just see your mistakes and then where you can see, you see where you can improve. Yeah. I mean, just by, like, trying to see again and again, like, practicing your art, I believe, does let you know that, hey, this is the kind of a squeaky wheel in my art and then I yeah. have to improve. I'm pretty sure with your music as well, like, That's exactly maybe, what I was thinking. like a, maybe some chord or note that you're not super good at and you want to get better at it, you know. Yeah. Something like that. So, Yeah. Yeah, and I want to add on to what AK was talking about is like, uh, it's about being humble, right? That's kind of part of your podcast name here. <laughs> and you know, it is because like if you have a big sure. ego about something, like you're not humble, right? You're not willing to learn. And like I'll give you a, a story that I experienced a, a little while ago. So I was successful enough to buy an M6, which was my dream car, right? Yeah. So I got an M6 and... Uh, one of my really good friends comes over and then he brings one of his friends, right? And uh, so the three of us in the car and I'm like, you know, ripping it. I'm accelerating really fast, driving like an idiot, like, you know, like a typical BMW owner here, <laughs> you know? And thinking I'm like super cool and stuff and trying to show off the car and all this stuff. But like uh, a few weeks later, I had this uh, this other friend that I had, you know, my friend's friend mm-hmm. on Instagram. And I, I see that he's like, He's driving Lamborghinis and stuff, right? That he's like, 
he's like way, wow. way more successful than I am, right? So this M6 is nothing to him. <laughs> and it just kind of struck me like, oh man, I'm so stupid, right? Like, I'm, here I am thinking I'm so special with this car, but he has like a car that's 10 times more expensive than mine, right? Yeah. So it's yeah. like always this, this, the factor of humility, like uh, yeah. everyone you meet, you can always learn for something from them, exactly. right? Yeah. They're probably better at you, better than you at something. Right? right, even like a little child, you can learn something from a little child if you know how to look and where to look. Exactly, I 100% agree with you. I usually like to keep these podcasts under an hour, and we're we got three minutes left. Um, I mean, I I feel like I want to end it here because I feel like we we get onto something else. We're gonna go past an hour. <laughs> Anchor's not gonna let me upload it. Well, you can do part one, part two kind of thing if you want. No, Anchor just. You need the episodes can only be like an hour. Yeah, but you can post the next one as a new episode of part two. Uh, you know, I don't know if you want to do it. I'll I'll think about it after <laughs> I, at, I end this. Right. And that could be this could be episode four, you know, or episode fifty-seven. Uh, I'll save this. I'll save part two for uh, for a week where I'm off, you know. Right. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I, I honestly feel like this is like a great talk. I feel like. It, like it was uh, very smooth. There was a good flow. Um, we talked about something real, which is accepting criticism. Uh, we talked about ways to get out of the, like out of your head. Stop letting your ego get in the way of learning something new. We talked about the importance of learning something new, how it could advance you in your life, um, in in the areas that you really need to advance in, you know, or really want to advance in. So I just want to thank you guys for coming to tonight's humble hour. It's truly been humble. And uh, anybody have any final comments they want to add? Be humble 24-7. Be humble 24-7. That's our Wi-Fi password. All right, guys. It's been real. It's been fun. It's been humble. And uh, I hope you guys really enjoyed this. If you liked it, please leave a comment below. Share it with your friend. Share it with your mom. Share it with your brother. I'm sure they need to hear this. Um, And yeah. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week. We will see you then. Have a great week.